What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Away Party Podcast, Episode 3B, or Part B. This is going to be the second half of Episode 3, where we talk about Captain Marvel, we nerd out over Avengers Endgame, and we also give a quick PSA for those who are thinking about getting into competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! Just a couple quick warnings before we get into the show here. First off, spoiler alert, because we're going to be talking about those two movies. Uh, However, at this point, it feels like everybody should have seen it by now because it's been out for long enough. But just in case for those who might not have seen it, there's a spoiler alert. Second, we apologize for the bad audio that's kind of throughout the podcast here. People are getting cut in and out, and there's also a lot of background noise. We apologize for that. Uh, But regardless, we hope you still enjoy the show, and uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Alright, so, uh, first thing we're going to talk about here on our show notes is uh, the... Captain Marvel movie. We'll talk about that before we talk about Endgame uh, real quick. We'll just do uh, a quick thing here. So Captain Marvel came out. Um, uh, we've all seen it, right? Yes. Yes. Derek, you seen it? You know the answer to that. This is definitely yes. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, okay, hold on. Before we go any farther, this is your official spoiler warning. Oh, you don't want to hear spoilers about... Captain Marvel or Endgame, turn yes. back now. Yep. Yes, we will give a moment of silence <laughs> for the turning back. Oh god! <laughs> but if you have not seen these movies by now, then I mean that's kind of your fault anyway. So, anyway, <laughs> Captain Marvel. So it came out. Um, let's just go ahead and go down the line. Um, overall score of the whole movie, Andrew. What do you think? Out of ten, I'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten. Maybe a seven if I'm feeling generous. Okay, dog. I'd say a, a solid seven for me. A right. solid seven. Derek. I want all of the spoilers. I've never seen it. I saw the new <laughs> Avengers, of course. I've not seen, not seen the new Captain. My guy. <laughs> but but continue. <laughs> okay, so we're I'll, gonna spoil it for you. Uh, we'll spoil I it. want it. I want it spoiled because I don't want to have to bother to watch it if it's like not worth watching. I think so, it's worth it. Was it was worth it. It was definitely once. worth it to me. Yeah. Yes, it is. At, at least watch it once to actually to actually have a Superman type of character in in the MCU is kind of actually kind of interesting. How they they're kind of spin off on it. Yeah, she definitely. I can, I can roll with that. Yeah. yeah, but but it's actually like enjoyable, you know, with her. Like she doesn't feel super stiff or anything. And you get that. Uh, I'm sorry to kind of spoil this still, but that little '90s blockbuster little scene. Hey, that was pretty <laughs> awesome. I'm not gonna lie, kind of yeah. took me back a little bit. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, so, oh, I forgot to give my score. I would give it like a seven. Or seven point five out of ten. I think I think it was I think it was really fun to watch. Um, so first, let's talk about the cast and the acting. So uh, let me go and pull up IMDb here. For Captain Marvel. And, oops, that's not my IMDb. So uh, going through the casting real quick. <clears throat> so of course you have uh, Brie Larson. Uh, who plays Carol Danvers or Captain Marvel. Uh, what was your guys' thoughts on her 
uh, as Captain Marvel. Okay, dog, we'll start with you. I would say she she's definitely really pretty, really great for the role, uh, but definitely comes off as kind of a bad, kind of strong woman. You know, kind of she kind of can kind of handle her own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely thought she was definitely the um, the right person for Captain Marvel, in my opinion. But that's just me. Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, I think she was a, a good choice for the role. She was a, she's a good actress. Uh, I really I really thought she pulled off here quite well. Yeah, like I feel like not only does she look the part, but she really does kind of act the part. Um, yeah, I think she did a good job uh, with what she had here, and um, I can see her as a, a kind of our definitive Captain Marvel for quite a while now, uh, live action Captain Marvel for a while now. Um, and the next you have um, my man Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, of course. Um, but this is a young Nick Fury. Um, what did you guys think on that, Andrew? Yeah, I liked. I, I liked it. They pulled it off well. Um, it didn't didn't look too odd or crazy for me, and it uh, it, it still stayed in the character for that we've already established. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. The makeup for him, or like however they did it to make him look young. It actually wasn't that bad. Like, it wasn't jarring or anything. It wasn't like the Princess Leia CGI thing in the... Uh, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah kind of too digitized. Yeah, kinda. It, it actually looked pretty pretty real. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the young Samuel Jackson. That looked pretty good. Um, and I would say, uh, so as far as, like, supporting characters, was there anybody uh, kind of in the supporting cast that uh, stood out to you guys that you really enjoyed? Uh, start with uh, Andrew. Um, the guy who played the main villain, I'm completely blanking. Jude Law. Uh, no, 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 no. The other, the the main villain. I'm I'm, I'm doing air quotes right now, just so you know. Uh, uh let's see. The 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 scroll, main scroll. Oh, uh, did you play Talos? Ben something. Ben. There you go. Middle that guy. Some, yeah. Yes, I thought he was kind of the hidden star of the of the movie, in my opinion. I could agree with that. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, um, like once you kind of get to the um, what's the word I'm looking for to the twist on the movie or to the uh, surprise twist in the movie, then it's like, oh, okay, I can kind of mess with this guy. Like he uh, he actually played a, played a pretty good uh, role there. Um, then you have Jude Law's character Yon Yon Rog. Um, Who's kind of support to uh, uh, Carol Danvers? Uh, what did you guys think on him? He, he was. Uh, I thought he was. It was kind of cool to see at the beginning of the movie how they kind of made him almost kind of almost like a like they kind of both were working together at the first the beginning and then it, you kind of got to see that change to where you're like eh this guy seems kind of like a bad guy but you're not 100% for sure and then you get that change in there yeah um i thought that was really good that how they kind of kind of turned the tides a little bit there towards the end cuz he definitely did a pretty good like bad guy role of hey you just this guy needs to be taken down yep now, as far as um, kind of overall, um, so there was a uh, controversy, I feel like, uh, that kind of came out of, like, a, there were people who were kind of hating on Captain Marvel, specifically Brie Larson, um, and um, mainly because, of course, you know, she's a woman and she's trying to 
play this character who's a very strong female um, and of course certain people you know um, haters yeah they're they're hating they're drinking their haterade basically um, but in my opinion I feel like this movie was really good um, a lot of people say like oh she was uh, really flat and boring um, you know they don't like her acting um, the thing is about that is that's just Captain Marvel in general Captain Marvel is not really that uh, interesting of a character to begin with even in the comics uh, just by herself but when she's with other people when she has uh, other characters to uh, build off of um, then I feel like it becomes a much better experience with her character and I think we saw that in the movie once uh, Captain Marvel met up with Nick Fury the friendship between the two I felt like was really good and um, it really livened the movie up a little bit and I just that I really had a lot of fun with it what, what are your what are you guys thoughts I, on that? I think the uh, I think the whole thing with Brie Larson I think people were expecting like a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of entry to where it's gonna be a little bit funny like more funny than kind of usual and they just didn't she that's just not her type of character she's not the type to be just all jokes and everything like I said she's more of like a Superman kind of character and kind of just trying to get things done and I think people were a little bit confused on her character itself mm -hmm. let's see that Andrew what you think yeah I mean I don't want to listen to you know the controversies because people are you know dumb <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I, I like the movie I liked the character. I knew what I was getting myself into a little bit. I'm okay with a fun superhero movie. I'm okay with just a straight-up superhero character occasionally. I don't need a hit-me-right-in-the-feel, super-epic story every single time I go to the movie theater to see a superhero. Right. I'm okay with an old-school, you know, fun movie. Right. And yeah, that's how I feel too. Is like you know, you don't have to have like just groundbreaking, just like this movie that's supposed to make you question, you know, things. It's like it's it was just a fun little like. First off, it was an origin story, so get that out of the way. It, it was just a, a pretty regular, uh, basic uh, hero, superhero origin story. Um, but for what they had, I think they did a, a good job with it because I mean they just had to introduce her real quick before Endgame, so. And they were just, they were kind of doing a lot of throwbacks with, um, I'd say with uh, Nick Fury, with how he lost his eye. They yeah. they wanted to cover a lot of ground before introducing her into the, like, why was she pulled in to the in-game, you know, and she was kind of the last origin story. Right. They, they had um, that uh, Clark Gregg, the, um, what was his name? In the Agent Coulson. Agent Coulson. They had Agent Coulson in there, and they kind of had to, they had to kind of give a little backstory to them as well, and so they were trying to kind of cram all that kind of origin and why she needed to be an in game to yeah. help out. So I think they had a lot of ground to cover. Pretty much, yeah. So it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, 
and the twist too, I guess, on how uh, Nick Fury got his uh, lost his eye was kind of funny. People, people kind of raged about that and didn't really it. like it, and I didn't really have a problem with it. I never really saw it as a. I thought it was funny. I, I never really saw it as a very like man. I, it has to happen this way. I, yeah. I I really didn't have that wouldn't that strong opinion. I mean, and they hinted to it too. Exactly. Cause, Cause like you said, the last time I trusted somebody, I lost my eye, and <laughs> so Derek, so kind of fill you in on it, I guess. Okay, yeah, because we can go ahead and talk spoilers. I don't know why we're kind of walking around it, but basically, there's this alien cat that uh, there's this alien cat that uh, Carol uh, had uh, with her, and uh, apparently this cat like has like venom claws or something like that, something weird, but like. That's yeah, it was it was it was kind of a weird it was kind of weird, but like Nick Fury was just so like he really liked the cat. <laughs> he just really liked the cat. And he it kept, got like, him, playing. scratched him right in the eye. Yeah, it scratched him right in the eye as he was picking up, and he was like playing with it. It scratched him in the eye, and like the venom like did something <laughs> to where eye basically pretty much burned his eye. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Like, like it was kind of That's random. Different. I yeah. think people thought that there, it was going to be some epic battle, how yeah. he lost his eye, you're going to see this war-torn scene, and they find out it's just this little cat that he, you Ew. know, he didn't really want to mess with that could just eat people. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, it's not and, really a cat, guys. That's yeah, it's not really a cat. It's an alien. It looks like but, a cat, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I, I think people were a little bit thinking that there's going to be a Nick Fury origin story with his mm -hmm. eye being lost, and they, I think people got too emotional with just the eye, and it was like, it's not that big of a deal, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's really not. We're, we're literally explaining just how a dude lost his eye. Like, it's not yeah, that... Yeah, it's, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah. But it was, I thought it was funny. I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. It was different. And it went along again with what he said before, so it's like, you know what? That makes sense. Um, <laughs> so there was that, uh... And yeah, twist was that because uh, what was the uh, nation that she was working for? Uh, the Cree or Scroll? The Cree. The Cree. She was working with the Cree, um, which is the, I think the same people that uh, the villain Guardian of the Galaxies One was a part of. If right. I remember correctly. Ronan the Accuser. Yeah, Ronan the Accuser. Um, so she was like a part of that nation. She was like one of their like super secret agents or something like that. Um, but she was originally, of course, from Earth. Uh, but she lost memories after getting her powers from the Tesseract. Um, and so they used that to their advantage and, like, they will make her a super secret agent. Uh, but during a mission, she ends up getting... Uh, uh, she ends up going to Earth uh, by accident. And then from there, she kind of remembers her paths and everything. And she realizes that the Kree are actually evil, even though they're, like... Uh, Fighting against the They're scroll. kind of the Nazis of the galaxy of just trying yeah. to enforce order and and basically they there's a certain point where they don't really care at some point. Kind of like about the scroll yeah. empire, they just want to they just want to wipe out certain yeah because yeah because that specific group of scrolls um, uh, they, they had problems with they, they just wanted to go home they just wanted to find a deal yeah home, basically and it wasn't all the scrolls but yeah so. Um, but overall, I think it was a decent movie. It was fun. It was a good. It was a decent origin story. Just had to get it out of the way before Endgame. So, that being said, one movie that I know that we all have seen, Endgame. It came out. 
Um, oh man. Overall scores, Derek. Out of ten. Overall, out of out of ten. Yeah. I mean, that's hard for me to do. Um, I mean, I can compare it to the other Avengers films, and I'll say that I liked it better than the second one, um, and I almost liked it as much as the first one. So it's up there. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Andrew, what do you think? Oh, for Avengers Endgame, uh, I'd have to say it's probably a... Uh, not eight and a half, nine, somewhere in that range for me. Okay. Just because, and, and it's not just, I think the reason it's a little, it's that it's that high. It's not just because of the film itself, but because of the accomplishment that came with ending that film, you know, 10 years of movies building up and pulling off a final, a final chapter, you know, and that's what makes it score higher for me. Okay, dog. I'd say a nine and a half. No, no. Um, I'd say... I would say nine and a half to also the first Avengers film, like what Derek was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all kind of looked at that first Avengers movie as being the set standard, but mm-hmm. I would say nine and a half goes as well to Endgame because of, like what Grim was saying, the accomplishment. And now we have the 22 <laughs> movie set, the Infinity Saga, oh now God. complete. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I would definitely give this a solid nine, maybe a nine and a half. Um, I agree. Like both the first Avengers and this one, I feel like they both kind of accomplished something that we didn't think was going to be possible. Like the first Avengers movie, it accomplished the fact or the idea that having more than one or two superheroes on the screen can work. And then when it came out, we were all like, oh my gosh, they actually did it. <laughs> like, like this actually works, and it's actually a good movie. And then, um, it actually, then Infinity War came out, and it subjected all our expectations of like, oh yeah, the superheroes are going to win by the end, right? Like, it's, it's, it's going to be no problem. Thanos isn't going to be an issue. But then Thanos won, you know, so, uh, subvert our expectations again. And then now we have Endgame. Which we're like, oh no, it's not going to be, you know, as good. It's not going to be as good as Infinity War. It's not going to be like this, you know. They're not really going to end anything. And man, it was truly an end game. They really closed it out. They and like again, the amount of superheroes that they, oh yeah, the amount of superheroes that they just put on one screen was just crazy. You didn't think it was possible. So it's definitely a solid nine. This this movie was just overall just. It was a lot. It was bonkers. Um, lots of throwbacks. Lots of throwbacks. Lots, of, lots throwbacks. of references to some of the other movies, especially a lot of movies done by the Russo brothers. Um, let's just do this. Uh, favorite part of the movie. What was your favorite scene or part of the movie? Derek. My favorite part? Um... Well, I'm glad that we've already cleared away spoilers. <laughs> but I like, I like how they killed Iron Man. That made it for me. And then yeah. secondary is, is the way that they gave Captain America closure and they sent him back, and he was able to live his life the way that he originally wanted to. Yeah, I, I didn't think they were gonna do it, but yeah, Iron Man's death and Cap. Iron Man started it and Iron Man finished it. Yeah, it, it's it's kind so of good. it's kind of poetic in a way. It's it's super weird. It's weird to say that for a superhero movie, for comic movie, but it mm-hmm. kind of was. Um, 
yeah, him dying and Captain America's retirement, like, yeah, it was it was perfect. Like, you're like, you know, you know, I kind of applauded at the end of it. I'm pretty sure. Um, K Dog, what was your favorite part? I I would have to say probably when actually Cap gets the hammer, and I, I think every I think a lot of people would say that that's probably their favorite part. But um, I do have to agree with Derek how they how they gave closure mm-hmm. to everyone but kind of like kind of like Thor got to go and talk to his mom yeah. Tony got to talk to his dad right I, I thought t- Tony getting to talk to his dad was something kind of something else you know kind of put more weight on the love you 3000 yeah <laughs> you know kind of put more weight because you know these we all kind of I think have felt that like mm-hmm. oh man that's sad for that and then they kind of just threw that in there going back i thought that was pretty awesome yeah that, those definitely really touching scenes i feel like uh andrew your favorite part yeah i gotta agree with with, with k-dog there that the scene when when we finally you know confirms that captain america can wield the hammer is worthy <laughs> that was that was a pretty epic scene um but i also the the that the end in the end battle there when all the portals open up and just it's the mass of all the heroes and Wakanda forces, and everybody just comes in. Wakanda like, <laughs> forces, yeah. Yeah, man. It and it's crazy. just like, okay, this is as close to the comic book as we're ever going to get. This huge mass of just heroes and villains. Valkyries one, sweeping down. and One massive fight on, on a screen, and it was just an epic moment. And I, and I think it's going to be really hard to top that for a long time. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but DC ain't got nothing on what Marvel got on their end game. They've got to really bring something together to do something like that. That's true. I can see, yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's really hard to top. Like, even even Marvel for themselves. Like, hey, how do we top what we just did? All I know, <laughs> but somehow they still got that first Avengers movie level. I, I, right. I would agree with Derek that it's about the same that it's about the same mm-hmm. but still they're they hit that same kind of level of of what they did. You're right. Um, so I'll say my favorite parts um, I'd say once Peter Parker came back and uh, Iron Man hugged him. That was a very emotional scene for me. Um, first off because I love Spider-Man and uh, second off like I think it was also kind of solidifying Tony Stark's ending, because like now he's first off he was able to save the kid. You know, his his guilt of uh, losing Peter is finally like resolved for him, and I think that kind of allows him to like you know was able to make the decision to make the snap and die peacefully now. You know what I mean? Um, and especially too in that uh, his funeral scene. You kind of see all the people there. You see the kid from Iron Man 3, which I didn't recognize at first. Um, you see kind of all the people that he has affected, that he's touched throughout, you know, the 11 movies. So, or 11, 22 movies, the 11 years. So, uh, there's that part. And yeah, uh, Captain America wielding me on air was like epic. I'm pretty sure I audibly cheered right after it happened. I'm pretty sure I did. It also, awesome. it's kind of sad that ScarJo died, it but, is but it, it's kind of sad. Uh, kind of sad, but the problem, the one good thing I would say is that she was always sad because she had all that red in her ledger, you know, about how the kind of the bad stuff she's mm-hmm. kind of done. So 
her kind of taking one for the team, I said, with with helping out actually getting that la- that other stone. Right. Uh, I thought that that was kind of nice and a good thing for Hawkeye. Yeah. For because he had a family anyways, and she couldn't get with she pretty much couldn't get with Banner. I mean, but I, I mean, I guess I guess it could work. Could happen. Uh, what should we call it? I would say actually another uh, favorite part that I had was actually at the very beginning uh, when they uh, hunted down Thanos after uh, uh, he snapped everybody when they hunted hunted him down at the farm. Um, I feel like that interaction between him and the rest of the Avengers was actually really good because it solidified again the fact that he won in Infinity War. Because even though, like, he had used the gauntlet twice and his arms, like, shriveled up and broken and he's, like, pretty much decaying, like, they still felt his effect. Like, he pretty much said, like, hey, I'm inevitable. I'm, even if I'm dead, you guys lost. Like, that's a boss way to go out, not gonna lie. Like, that's what, like, Thanos, he's one heck of a villain. Like, that's one boss way to go out. He's like, hey, I still won. I don't know what y'all hunting me down for. Even after they killed him, it's like I'm an inev- I'm inevitable, you know. But he made it. He did make that mistake because he did he did have to think to himself that he had to eradicate uh, either individually or everybody. Remember, he 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 did say that that he needed to eradicate like individually and not just half the population because there'll always be people rising up to try to. Right. To take him down, you know. I, say, I see that. Well, what I'm saying, like, even though if, even if they did try to t- take him down, he the deed was already done. So, right, he already got what he wanted. Yeah, but the he in that scene, he kind of realized that he kind of made a mistake because it didn't it didn't just solve all the problems like him taking out just half of everyone. He looked pretty satisfied to me. I don't know. I don't know. You can't. You can't say somebody is upset when he's out of here, like picking fruit and just eating his breakfast in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. What else can we talk about within the game? Let's just try to get all the spoilers out, out the way. Uh, Andrew, what else do you think there is? What's what, what spoiler can we give about in game here? Um, that uh, Loki is for sure dead and not coming back. Is it though? Uh, yep, uh, and also Gamora is the Gamora that we knew is dead. Yeah, Gamora is for sure dead. That. That's for sure. Well, I was I was wondering for sure on Loki because uh, remember when they were doing the time heist part? Um, he kind of went away after like they screwed up trying to get the Tesseract. Right. So I don't know if Here, that's an indication of something. Here's the thing, though. We still don't know, and I want to confirm two things. We still don't know what all Cap changed, and yes, there is a second Captain America on ice. <laughs> so we don't know exactly all of what Captain could have told, you know, could have told other people to not do. I don't know. Well, I, but yeah. the thing again, I don't think the time travel worked in that same way, though. Because they even mentioned it, too. Because, like, for those who don't know, like, in the middle of the movie, it was kind of a time heist type of movie. They went back in time and uh, went to different areas to collect the uh, Infinity Stones again. Um, but it was... Uh, but they, but they, I think they remember mentioning, it's like, hey, this is not like uh, 
What's the one movie I can't think of? Uh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. It's not like Back to the Future. It's not like any of that other uh, science fiction uh, TV shows when it comes to time travel. It's different. And I think even in uh, when uh, Hulk talked to the uh, Ancient One uh, from Doctor Strange, um, she mentioned like, hey, if you take something from the past, it's going to branch out and cause other... Rifts. Other, uh, mul other multiverses, other dimensions. So, I don't know. We'll see, because I know they're they're talking about that there's gonna be a Loki TV show. So I don't know if it's gonna be after Endgame, if it's gonna be something before or kind of like in between. I don't know. There's a lot of things that we don't know about that that movie too. Like they said, um, like uh, Thanos's sword could cut through vibranium, like it did um, uh, Cap's shield. Um, there's a lot of things that. Which they also said that could have been forged at the same time the gauntlet was. But there's still a lot of weapons and things that we don't know um, quite yet of what all could be done with the universe. Because clearly there's more stuff out there than what they're saying. Yeah, there's a lot more they can probably do with it. Uh, Derek, what do you got? What, what other spoilers do you want to go? Um, spoilers? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like I like really what that movie presented in general. It gave us a lot of closure for most of the characters, if not all the characters. And um, I think that's what it really wanted, what it really needed to accomplish. And and sometimes I lean more toward kind of like how Carson thinks of it, where it's in some ways and and what it accomplishes. I don't know if he he didn't really say this, but in some ways it feels better than the first one because it is the end. You've built yeah. all of yeah. this. Yeah. Over so many years, and this is the grand climax, you know? And so, um, I really I really like just how that all came together. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Like the Avengers as a whole, you know? Absolutely. I feel like, too, because especially since uh, Captain America and Iron Man are kind of the two main, you know, characters of this whole saga, uh, seeing kind of how their relationship changes through time, you know, going from the first Avengers to... Uh, Civil War to Infinity War, them being like separating, going through, through those two different uh, uh, experiences. I was wondering after Infinity War, it's like, man, once they meet up again, like, what's that interaction going to be like? And uh, at the beginning of the movie, when Iron Man was just pretty much, where Tony was just like, you know, it's like it's extremely angry at Cap. He's like, man, where were you at? Like, when we were getting our butts kicked by this Thanos dude, like, where are you at, man? Like, I thought it was perfect. And now they both just got that closure. Uh, with each other and on their own. So. And they brought out how they were both wrong that, hey, you are, you're not the type of guy to lay down the wire and let the guy walk all over you. Yeah. And he made that deal to him. Everything from you came out of a bottle, which indicates it's not true because he got the hammer mm -hmm. that he was worthy and uh, Iron Man got to die you saving, know, saving everyone. Yeah. So that actually in itself they both from the first session, one yeah. proved the last which yeah. was actually beautiful i would say yeah that was, that was that was really good it's really good writing yeah they both pretty much it uh, made sense yeah they it had really, really good story sense. arcs where they both uh, really grew up out of it uh i'm trying to think of what else i think we covered it pretty well I don't think there's anything else here. Oh, uh, was cool. what was uh, Gamora's sister's name? Nebula. Nebula. Uh, Nebula kills herself. Yeah, she has um, Which, they're... I mean, technically, she's still alive because she's... The future one's there now. So, yeah. technically, the... 
the nebula nebula that changed is alive, so at least she has her sister. Yeah. Um, which helps, but I gotcha. So yeah, um, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, let's go ahead and move on from Endgame because I think we talked about Endgame pretty much. Um, that was a really good. Uh, it was a good movie. Go see it if you haven't. I don't know why you listen to us spoil the whole thing before you go to go see it, but. Uh, now just a couple of quick articles to go over, or quick uh, pieces of news to go over. Uh, first off, um, there's going to be a new Batman Beyond animated movie in the works for a theatrical release. I am down for this. Anybody else who agrees or disagrees? What do y'all think, real quick? Let's start with Derek. What am I agreeing or disagreeing to? Batman, what? A new Batman Beyond animated movie is in the works for a theatrical release. Hmm. I think they're just trying to feed off of how successful Spider-Verse was. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm totally okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think if as long as, you know, I mean, I think they can do it. Who, who's directing it? Anybody that we know? Uh, of? Let me check. I don't think it mentions in the article. Uh, it might not, but... I mean, everything Batman, I hold up to the Holy Trilogy. <laughs> the Holy Trilogy. The Holy Trilogy of Nolan films. And, I mean, as long as they don't try to go into that territory, I'm fine with it. Like, if they're going off of, like, Gotham-related material and that kind of stuff, or on their own thing, I think, you know, they can make something really nice. I mean, they have... They get the writers, the right writers, and if they, you know, pick a good artistic style to go with and and try to be a little innovative but not stray too far from what Batman is, I think that they'll be fine. Just um, as long as they don't go for the cash grabs and try to disney anything, then they'll be fine. Great. I think by it being animated in itself, they're reaching, they're going for an audience that's not going to go for all of the fluff. Uh, so I think that they'll be fine as long as they have good writers. Yep. I definitely want to see them try more new things and expand their universe even more on the film. Um, I feel like they have a pretty large cast of heroes that they could use. So, um, yeah, I agree. I, I want to see them. Some, I want to see them do something really different. Just do something different. Uh, next quick article or piece of news. Uh, Speaking of Batman, uh, Batfleck is confirmed to be no more. Uh, before it was kind of a rumor, we kind of heard stuff that, you know, uh, Ben Affleck didn't want to be Batman anymore, but now it is absolutely confirmed. Um, they actually already have a couple of people in mind who uh, to take up this mantle now. Um, the first actor that I think that's getting a lot of buzz is the guy who plays uh, the vampire in that vampire movie. Twilight. The main vampire boy. Robert Pattinson, like that? Robert Pattinson, yeah. What, what, are, y'all, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Start with you, Andrew. I, I, at this point, I'm not going to say one way or the other until I actually see some a trailer or something because it's going to change five times probably before then. I'm not going to judge the actor until I actually see his performance because you can see a lot of people get stuck because of a role like that. They get typecasted. Yeah. And I really don't wish that upon any of them. I really want to see what they can make of themselves as an actor. Um, 
and it's just one of those things. You just gotta you gotta see what they do with it, you know. Yeah, and like I said, I I only know him from Twilight, so yeah, I can't speak to say if he's gonna be good or not. But apparently, he's been in a lot of different other films, and he's done a pretty good job with those. K Dog, what do you think? I I would say that I kind of wish they would go away from some of the more Batman just getting stuck in that. I mean, I wish DC I wish DC would kind of go into the more like. Uh, solo Martian Manhunter, like different characters that they had from the DC comics, DC comics, comics, because they're kind of stuck in this Batman. Like, oh, we gotta, we gotta have something about Batman. We have to have something about Batman. Person Look, Batman. we have the Holy Trilogy. We have the other. We have the Bat, uh, Batfleck. Um, you know, with the Justice League and all that stuff. But we, we really need to see some more like straight up origin stories different introduce a few different more characters because i mean we all know that it's the same old same old and it's getting it's getting a quite old for just keep going to the to the whole batman crutch i would say yeah i can't wait to see what uh what they're gonna do next um i can actually agree with you uh, k-dog i i do want to see them kind of get away from batman give give batman and superman a break for a while you know, like just let them chill. Let's do some new heroes again. Bring Static Shock, please. Just give me Static Shock, y'all. I'm I'm really looking for it here. I really just want some Static Shock on the big screen. Okay, uh, let's talk about the Sanic movie again, real quick. Uh, so the trailer for the live action Sonic movie came out. Have you guys? Seen oh that? my God, Kyle! <laughs> Have you seen it? No. We're ruining this podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah, and I wish I hadn't. <laughs> my eyes burned. <laughs> my only question is, why do they use Gangsters Paradise? Thank you, Kyle. Thank, thank you, Kyle. They're trying to do what that Pikachu movie did. Exactly, oh, but, they, but, but they failed terribly. I hear the Pikachu movies. This happens every time somebody breaks the mold and does something new. You're gonna have like ten copycats behind them that are gonna fail. <laughs> every once in a while, you get one that's half decent, but I don't think this is gonna be half decent. So about that. So first off, because everybody was clowning on them for the design of Sonic, they're like, "Okay, fine, we'll redesign Sonic." Now it's coming out that the movie is being delayed to 2020. I will say this though, Kyle, about this movie. The one good thing that this movie has to offer is that Jim Carrey it would play an actual good bad guy. The Doctor Robotnik. Doctor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. He, um, he, he actually looks like he'll do pretty good on that um, as a Doctor Robotnik. But yeah, movie's getting delayed. So, what do you think this means? Do you think like they're gonna do like reshoots, or is it just the character design for Sonic? Is, is it going to be a brand new movie? What do you guys think, Andrew? I personally have a, a theory. This is the, this is the cynical and oh, maniacal part of me that says that uh, they the movie wasn't actually ready. And oh, no. when they leaked the images of Sonic in the first place and there was such a terrible reaction, they were already planning a reshoot. And they went ahead and released the trailer. No one they would get bad, get bad reactions. That way they can come back and say, "Okay, we heard you, fans. We we we, we you know we we're doing this for you, so we're going to redo the character just for you." That way, when it comes out, they have the fans on their sides. 
I I have a fan theory myself. I feel like this okay, Sonic game is working with the Soldier Boy consoles <laughs> and are gonna actually do a release <laughs> on on his on his console only. So 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 if you buy a Soldier Boy console, <laughs> you get the movie for free, and you probably get whatever new Sonic. And game. and his new in his new operating system and uh, his. Uh, uh, for all of his games and everything is going to be not epic games. Oh my <laughs> Only on not epic games. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so... Yeah, so this is crazy that this is happening. I actually like that theory though, Andrew. So it's like, hey, we're going to mess up one time, but, tr but try to be like the good guys and say like we're going to change. I can see that. That's actually kind of calculating. And I hate how reasonable that sounds actually because like that that could actually happen i hate how reasonable that sounds but it, it just might be derek what do you think this... what what do you think like what do you think this uh this being delayed to 2020 what do you think uh, is happening i have no idea man <laughs> <laughs> i think i think uh i don't know man no idea. I'm just, just gonna wait and see. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. But anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna wait on Sonic, and we're gonna uh, see him in 2020. Uh, next quick article: uh, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments will now penalize dirty or bad That's spelling players. It's <laughs> it's awesome. It's so well, good. This is That's kind of needed. The fact that you need that is just it just that's, makes me that's how you know you made bad life choices. <laughs> yes. So I, my thing is though, it's like why is it, why is it just for Yu Gi Oh tournaments? Let's let's expand this out here. Come on, guys. Let's let's expand this for Comic Con for like. Uh, Who's the greasiest of players? It's the Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> like ones. To, to quote Gabriel Iglesias, put on deodorant. Put, put, on, put on deodorant. Do you remember put the Magic deodorant. Gathering post? Reddit. Yes. Where they have the butt cracks that <laughs> the guy goes through, and he's just presenting every butt crack he finds at Magic the Gathering oh tournaments. Oh, no. Oh, it's so good. And the look on his face, because his face is just straight. And it's just... It's so good. It's so good. Not the butt cracks, but his face. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. But yeah, it's just funny that like they have to go to such... Uh, such links to get people to, to wash themselves like 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 that they have to regulate that for their tournaments yeah like, like are they gonna start actually like bringing like porta potties and actual showers out to these events they to might try have to, to. I, I don't know to desanitize they might have to man that is that is bad like that's a good thing to know that we're in a society where you have to be penalized for not taking it's, care It's of actually kind of sad that these these are not just like thirteen year olds like who are extreme <laughs> Yu Gi Oh players. These are grown like forty three year old men yes. who are out here, you know, trying to post up out here on these Yu Gi Oh tournaments. That apparently, so I, I would say this is probably a PSA: don't go to a Yu Gi Oh tournament if you. <laughs> If you want to keep your sense of smell Amen. intact. Personally, I didn't know there were still Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments, so I don't think it's going to be a problem. Oh, dude, this is a tournament for everything, bro. Yeah, this is a tournament for everything. I'm actually not surprised on that one. Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments. I knew they would be, like, really bad. Alright, so... EA, Kyle? Not... 
Yeah. Or let me ask you guys, have you uh, guys seen anything about this Google Stadia? Here. Yes, I've seen it, and I don't believe that it's going to be amazing. <laughs> because uh, Doubt. Heavy doubt. Heavy doubt, because that's they're going to be, if this works, they're going to be making like the biggest technological leap in gaming, like, since, I don't know, since high-speed internet. <laughs> it's just... It's <laughs> what they're trying to pull off. It's quite incredible, but I think it might take a lot longer than their team thinks it will take. I feel like, um, yeah. I think the overall project is expensive. Like, not not on a consumer level. But I think it's it's expensive on a on a level for the company that's providing the service because of all that computing power that they're just taking away from the home and saying, let's pump this through high-speed high internet. And we have, here's the problem. In America, we have the, um, the physical capability in lots of areas, not in all areas, but in lots of areas, to be able to handle what they're wanting to do by just basically, and, and as a refresher for anyone who's listening, um, this is, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is, this is the technology where they're saying they're going to stream games Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so they're going to stream games. So rather than you having a console that's running and pumping through all of this graphically intense uh, processing, you're you're taking that and you're having that done only on the server side, and you're just really just outputting a lot of it onto your side. So all of your control inputs um, are being processed through, uh, you know, online. Um, so you're having some input delay, but they're saying that because our internet speeds are so good, they're so fast that it's not going to make that much of a difference. Right. A gigawatt, Derek. I think no. this. I think they said it's even going to be uh, less input lag than like an Xbox One. You know what? what if they, they pull that off, great. You know, if they pull that off, that's incredible. But at what cost? And um, what, back to where I was getting at with internet speeds. Fine, we have the speeds, but what about the amount of data this is going to use? You know, what you know, yeah. uh, for it to work in this country, I mean, we're going to have to see, you know, caps disappear, or or make our internet a lot cheaper if you're gonna if you're gonna put a cap on it and charge us, you know, for the amount of data that we're going to have more. You know, without getting political, I'm just saying I don't see how it's going to roll out well, um, in a lot of places. In some places. You just can't get that good of internet. How the questions? How you know where is this going to be marketed to? And if you only have decent internet speeds, you know how how fast of an internet speed internet connection are you going to have to have? Because um, we're not just talking just download speed. We're talking upload speed here now too. Because a lot of ISPs will give you a great download speed, but then give you mediocre upload speed. You know, so I mean, I see a lot of problems with infrastructure um, yeah. with implementing this and. Maybe maybe they'll pilot this in, in other countries that have a really good and actually modern um, internet infrastructure. So try it in Japan. You know, try it try it in pr pretty much anywhere other than the United States first. I mean, unless you're you're plopping it down in a city that that uh, actually has really good internet. But and, and here, I mean, yeah, this kind of upsets me because like I, I I just have a little ad here popped up for it. It says. Up to 4K HDR at 60 frames. Right. You don't have to. You you can play instantly. You can. You don't have to um, update, and you can play at any device that you want. 
We've I'm telling you, we're able to do 4K uh, 60 FPS on Netflix. Exactly, and and what's game. kind of uh, what's kind of upsetting is that they're saying that you can play on any device that you want. You know that they uh, that Apple and Android, everybody has problems with these updates that are constantly having to go through. I'm just waiting for the whole thing to fall apart because clearly, and also what the what the cost is. I mean, if a if it's if a supposed, gaming it's supposed to be cheap, supposedly like it's well, supposed to be like a cheap if, solution. If like this. a gaming PC that um that plays at sixty frames per se- second at four uh, K, that's you know two three thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. What kind of equipment are they gonna have to have? I mean, they're gonna have to pay for all that on right, their end. The servers and all so that. it's gotta go- come from somewhere, and it's it's gonna be some sort of like membership. That you you have to like get. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and they're probably gonna go through Apple because, I I mean, it, it kind of sounds like it. If you can play on any multiple devices, including laptops, desktops, and desktops I, and phones, I'll tell you what. I don't think they're smart because they said that you should be able to play it like through a browser, through like your Chrome yeah. browser. If it, they're smart and they're dirty. You know who runs this whole thing. Yeah. The, the big dogs you need to get in with are the internet service providers. Yeah. So you get with the internet service providers, and you get your bundle. They always have been wanting us to buy. You get your high-speed internet bundled with your gaming experience and getting that streaming service. Like that. That's what the ISPs can feed on if they want to make a deal with the devil. Devil meaning ISPs. <laughs> but it's just like... If they do that, um, I think they would really, really dominate the industry. Or, especially if they make their prices cheap to begin with, and then slowly throughout the course of like five years start increasing them just to be jerks. Or they like could, they could raise the price on internet across the entire board and make it to where it's you have to have this this uh, 4K 60 FPS movie and streaming platform through internet. So, you know, you were getting 60 for $60, you're getting 100 mips. Well, now you have to have, you know, um, a gigablast at 100, a 100, yeah, I know, but making uh, fun of it, $180 gigablast it, all across the board. Everybody has to have this standard. And it would actually probably, it, it would probably actually make sense. And, Really, we people, still wouldn't be able to utilize here's gigabit the, internet. Here, here's the thing, though, Derek. <laughs> if they did that, if they did that, then nobody, n- everybody says about Xbox One. Oh, I get am getting 60 frames. It's like your TV. Most TVs don't do that. So uh, you know, most of that's a lie, and they don't show you those specs. No. Uh, so I'm just saying, yeah, they can throw this 4K HDR, and I could play Fortnite at 4K. Or, you know, play these Minecraft at, man, 4K <laughs> 60 FPS on my TV. With we all know that's a lie, but you're going to pay $180 for Gigablast. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. It's gigabit internet. Yeah. I refuse to use their buzzwords. Yeah. <laughs> but you know it's probably going to be one of those where across the board they're probably going to raise prices. For internet. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, because they're in bed with Google and all these other people. 
just the demand for the Internet of Things is is going up there, and Internet service providers are definitely um, taking advantage of that and just really trying to upsell you on things that you really don't need. And, and it's and it's and really monopolized in most places. Like you'll have yeah. one service provider in one place, area. yeah. And there's no real competition. Yeah, this is why I really wish like Google's initiative to send out fiber across America. I wish that really really went through, uh, like everywhere, because um, I th- I feel like that would like really shaken things up and probably help out, especially with a, a service like this. So. All right, well, I think that's all the topics we're going to go over for this episode of the podcast. I know we have a couple more that we wanted to go over, but uh, we're running low, a little bit low on time. So I'll give us a little bit of a next time. In the next episode, we'll talk about uh, electronic arts and a lot of their shady uh, business practices and how they feel like they're going to change. Uh, then we're going to go over the Epic Game Store and how th- that has been shaking up the PC gaming um marketplace competition i don't know something so there'll be a couple things we'll talk about next time but other than that we appreciate you guys uh listening on the third episode of the away party podcast um any uh ending comments andrew what you got nope had fun doing it and we look forward to the next time it's uh k-dog any ending notes oh just sweet i loved all the uh talking about all the spoilers and the um about all the movies and whatnot and just had a really great time all right derek any closing statements go i'm glad that we got a better grip on our ideas about modern tvs and and what's going on in the movie world and the gaming world so i think it was a pretty good nice little wrap up for uh for this time of year yeah uh my ending comments is gonna be um Give me a Static Shock movie. Sonic the Hedgehog live action movie sucks. It doesn't need to come out. Please stop. And uh, I hope you guys just have a, a have a great day. Have a lovely day. Thank you again for listening to the Away Party podcast. We will see you on the next episode here on anchor.fm slash away party. Remember that we're also available on a lot of other platforms. I'm not going to name them off because they're all uh, shown on anchor.fm slash away party. Other than that, we appreciate you guys for listening, and you have a great rest of your day. Peace.